Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. your neighbor and say my neighbor your life is about to be changed forever you are about to be blessed because it is time for the word of God it is a good place to put your hands together for the Lord hallelujah and in this church God has given us a major blessing in the form of our pastor E.S. Joy. She prays for us. She is always watching out for us, feeding us the word of God. Words that have the power to change your life. Words that have the power to bring direction and correction. Put your hands together. Make some noise as we just a vessel in your hands and touch our hearts to, today in Jesus name Amen now take up your Bible, find your Bible ask your neighbor do you know what a Bible is <laughs> and we want to hold it and make our confession this is my Bible I am what it says I am I have what it says I have I can do what it says I can do Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Do you believe your confession? 
All right, you want to take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. How many of you were here for the convention? Amen. If your neighbor's hand is not up, ask your neighbor, where were you? I said, how many of you were here for the convention? At least some powerful. Now, if your neighbor was not there, ask your neighbor, what on earth was so important? And tell your neighbor, mommy says you are a fool. <laughs> when God pays a visit, what excuse can you have? Oh, we have been blessed. The only person who lost is yourself if you didn't come. Ah, who lost again? It's yourself. You thought you were doing your shepherd. But why are you insulting us? I'm not insulting you. I'm telling you the truth. You're a fool. What an encounter with God would do for you. One encounter. All your machinations and permutations cannot do it. Yeah. So watch and see as God separates the sheep from the goats. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, this morning I have a few announcements. First, I want you to put your hands together. Let us welcome our online audience. We've been offline for a long time, but we're coming back online. So if you're watching us this morning, we want to welcome you to the present service. This is a service that God passes through every single Sunday morning. And we've been offline for almost a year, and we're back online. Why did you go offline? The answer is because. Why are you now back online? The answer is because we are back online now. Tell anybody, that's it. We are done. That's it. Hallelujah. So if you're watching us from anywhere, you are very welcome. Powerful. Hallelujah. A couple of other announcements. You know, I do them in the beginning because I forget by the end. You know, first of all, I'm just announcing Agenda 5 is starting in full force. Hey, ask your neighbor, do you know Agenda 5? Some Agenda 5 people sent me their results. I was very happy. Oh, yes, some six A's and some B's. And ask your neighbor your results. What was inside? Some of you, it's the mercy of God. That's why your results have not come. Because, in fact, when it comes, you fall down. Hey. So, agenda five. Agenda five means many things. It means every day you are learning for 10 hours. Every day. Some of you see the reason why you are not doing well is that you are not studying. It's as simple as that. Yeah. The fact that I pray for you for exams does not mean that you don't study. Yeah. Amen? Jesus was the power and the wisdom of God. So you need both. You need power and you need wisdom. The wisdom part is that when you are a student in the university, you learn. Amen? And you are not in SS. And we don't do Apo. So your one hour learning is not enough. Two hours. You see, some of you, when you were in SS, you didn't train yourself to learn. You were looking for apple. Mm. Ask your neighbor, do you have staying power? Do you have kappa? kappa? Some of you cannot concentrate for more than two hours. Be delivered of all such limitations in Jesus' name. So you sit down and you study. After two, three hours, you stretch, you run around, then you come and sit down and you continue 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. It is starting as of now. 
and when they come to give you announcements, they will explain the rest. But it also means all other meetings from today down. Is that okay? Oh, please, you don't really mind. You don't really mind. Next week's Sunday is a very significant Sunday. Amen. And if you are under any one of our, our pastors, most of them are out, so we'll take this announcement again at the end of the service. They are busy gathering people to bring to church. But you must know which region you belong to. And you are going to wear a t-shirt to mark your region, and we'll be here. Amen. That one is just for happiness. But most importantly, it is our, our Sunday where we pray before our mid -sems. Is that okay? Is that okay? Did that prayer help you last time? Yeah. When you are, you do your part, but even when you fail to do your part, God helps. Amen. And we will just stand together. We, uh, we just counsel you, bring your study group mates also to church, and you pray a certain prayer and you believe God. Amen. How many of you feel that God has made a difference in your marks before? He has made a difference in an exam. Yeah. That's it. How many of you have ever gone to an exam expecting to fail and when the thing came out, it was not like that? Yeah. Are you seeing it? Yeah. And this week, I want you to believe God to just, you see, there's targeted learning. Targeted learning. When the Holy Spirit is leading you somewhere. Amen? And sometimes you open something and it's not going. It's his way of saying, move on. Move to the next topic. And you'll get to the exam and see that the one that you were trying to force and it was not going, there's no question. But the one that he has directed you to, are you here? And follow the leading of the Spirit as you are learning. Hmm. Prince, how do I follow the leading? You follow the leading of the Spirit by following the leading of the Spirit. Yeah. You see, when you, when you, it's a walk of faith. So when you follow that thing that feels like an edging or an idea, you begin to learn how he moves and how he, 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 he directs you. Amen. You are trying to answer some Pasco. The thing is not working with this one. You, and then you move on. You take another one. When you get there, the questions from the other one that are there. Uh, Dr. Kobe, am I saying the right thing? Is it real or is it not real? Very, 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 yes. very, very real. Have very you experienced true. it before? Oh, mommy, second year, we had this anatomy paper. The question, I mean, the microscope, the microanatomy paper is like a pamphlet. When they drop it on the table, you will, you will feel the table shake. Hey, just a question, plenty. <laughs> And I had, I mean, the night before, I was so tired. I was, I mean, I was beating my roommates. had calls. My mother would come and study. And I gave up. I said, I'm to sleep. Yes. So they were all at me. said, hey, you are really prepared. I said, you don't know what's going on in my head. <laughs> then in the morning, mommy sent a prayer. You know, every morning, mommy's prayer comes. Uh -huh. So I just listened to it. And then for some reason, I said, I should just open this past question and just do it. Because they had already sent it. I think I would answered the questions also. So I was there, you no, know, just trying to learn, doing, trying to get as much as I can. When I got there, for the first, I think, 100 questions, it was the same thing. Wow. Yes. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. I see you opening a past question. I see you working it. I see you getting to the exam, and it's right there. Oh, do you believe such stories? Yeah. I can give you story upon story. Amen. So believe me, you, you have just arrived in the university. I say, you, tell anybody, you have just come. Yeah, I've been at it a long time. Are you there or you have traveled? Yes. So we're going to work hard, we're going to study hard, and we're also going to believe God. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. 
And if you made a mistake and you got a trail, listen, pick your head up and just do it. Is that okay? Don't use the trail as an exam as a reason. You see, depression is one of the most useless things in the world. It's like a rocking chair. What does a rocking chair do? It gives you something to do. But does it take you anywhere? No. Are you there? So, oh, this paper, it didn't work. Usually there's a reason. Usually there's a reason. Are you in the house? So please, make sure that you, 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 you study. Amen. So next week, Sunday, we're going to have that prayer time. It's a short prayer time, but it's a significant prayer time, and it's an important prayer time. And today, my prayer for you is that this week that you are walking into, the studying will be real. How many of you have had times when you pick the book, you are going to learn, but... <laughs> Tell your neighbor, this week is not like that. This week is not like that. This week, when you pick the book, Charlie, like an arrow, like an arrow, you just go there. Yes, hallelujah. And the Lord is going to help you. Oh, do you believe in the help of God? I think you should just put your hand on your head at this time. Father, concentration, the ability to concentrate, the ability to stay concentrated for hours give it to your children now. I speak a memory, a good memory in the name of Jesus. Whatever they read, Lord, let them remember it. Let them remember it. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see, you may think that those prayers are nothing. Very important. One time, I was talking to somebody. I won't tell you who the person is. You know him, but the person, I don't know the person to ever, B is not in his things. He gets A's. So one time, I said to the person that, oh, Charlie, you are doing well in school. Then the person told me that, have you forgotten? When I was nine years old, you laid hands on me and you said you will have a photographic memory. And he came and said, if he reads the thing, it will stay. Receive a photographic memory today in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. If he reads it, unless he doesn't read, but if he reads it, that's what a photographic memory is. You see, it's like doing photocopy. May your memory be like photocopy, photocopy, like photocopy, 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 just like that. If you're able to do the photocopy, Charlie, do you believe such things? I said, do you believe such things? Try and stir up your faith to believe it. Amen. I'm not speaking to you as somebody who has not gone to school. I've gone to school. I didn't do SHS. I did O-level. I did A-level. I did my first degree, I did my second degree, and I did my third degree. So I should know what I'm talking about. Are you there? I went to school from the age of three, and I finished when I was 32. Uh-huh. So tell your neighbor that, please, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> I took my last exam when I was 31 years old as a PhD student. Yes, in order to qualify for my PhD in animal nutrition. I had to study all the nutrition books. If you pile it on the floor, it will be here. Yes. Are you there? Do you think I was able to read all those books? No. So it's the strategies I use. That's what I'm sharing with you. I hold the book. When I hold the book and it's like it's not going, put it aside, pick the other one. Yeah. The Pasco. Hey. Oh, I see you passing your, your, your medicines. I see you passing it. I see you passing it. And I used to serve God. Are you understanding me? And I'll tell God, Lord, you know that I've spent some time with you. Please now help me. Always. Tell neighbor, always. 
always always powerful this morning i'm going to be sharing with you on the good samaritan the story of the good samaritan let's turn our bibles to luke chapter 10 luke chapter 10 i'm starting from verse 30 luke chapter 10 i'm beginning from verse 30. somebody had asked jesus a question who is my neighbor and jesus proceeded to answer let's look at his answer verse 30 i have not read a certain man went down from jerusalem to jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead and by chance there came down a certain priest that way and when he saw him he passed on the other side and likewise the levite when he was at the place came and looked on him and passed by on the other side tell your neighbor on the other side but a certain samaritan push your neighbor and say a samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him into an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee which now of these so now he's asking the person who asked him the question which now of these of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves and he said he that showed mercy on him then said jesus unto him go and do thou likewise hallelujah this morning looking at the time i have i'm not so sure i'm going to be able to finish this message i'm going to start it get to the middle and if i have to stop we'll continue next week is that okay is that okay just so that i don't feel a certain pressure because when the holy spirit is speaking and you move on what he wants to do does not end up being done are you okay so i'm just freeing myself of the pressure mm -hmm. amen now let's spend some time on this first verse he says that a certain man a certain man that's just anybody he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. The first thing that strikes me in this story, this man was on a journey. And I just want to say to you that so many things in life are a journey. As you came to KNUST, you embarked on a journey. A four-year journey. A six-year journey. Are you with me? A place that you start from somewhere and then you end somewhere. And your expectation, if you came into the school in year 2022, your expectation is that by 2026 you are done. Are you there? So that's a journey that you have an idea where you are going to. But there are some journeys that you don't have an idea. You start and you don't know where it's going to end. And one of those journeys is the journey of life. How many of us have a birthday? You know when you were born. Yeah, today happens to be the birthday of Pell. <laughs> it also happens to be the birthday of Divine Glory. It also happens to be the birthday of Pastor David. So, all of them were somewhere, they were born. Ask your neighbor, you, where you born? Or you just arrived? Then, by the way, you are sitting down like a piece of stick, and you know, it's like you just arrived. 
the rest of us were born but unlike the other journeys of life we have no idea when or where it will end we have no idea or you have an idea how you are going to exit hey you are very quiet though. hello do you know how you are going to exit we don't know at all and there are stories of different exits a certain very powerful man of God who at a certain point in time everybody in the whole of Africa who was preaching was either from his Bible school or from the church of somebody who was from his Bible school one day he was sitting at a table talking to some people and he took a drink and then he just put his head back and that was it phew get gone end of journey amen and so you better mind what you do because we don't know when or where or how the journey is going to end. Amen. This man in this story, he thought that he was going from Jerusalem to Jericho. He never knew something was going to cross him on the way, leaving him half dead. Hey, are you there? Some of you have come to school in this KNUST that you are in. No? And as you have come, like the man, you have fallen among thieves. Hey. hey, who is a thief? There are some thieves when they meet you, they rob you of your common sense. Hey. Yesterday, I was being told of a young lady who has gone to stay with some guy. She's washing for him, she's cooking for him, she's not going to lectures. He is going to the thank you. I agree with you. Something, something is not working here. He is going for lectures, so yes. And she also came, like how he has paid fees. She has also paid fees. And he's going for lectures. And she, she's doing what? She's feeding him with her own money and washing his thing. She has fallen among, she has fallen among thieves. Hey, robbed her of her common sense. Please ask the nearest sister, is your sense intact? Uh, Lady Reverend Humi says, perchance he has done her juju because where do, you, do you understand it? Do you understand it? Hey, she has fallen among thieves. And some of you, maybe you are not cooking any man's supper, but you are fallen among thieves. Yeah, as you look at your life, I have church members who smoke weed. Have church members on Shisha. Church members who have a regular, your quiet time is pornography. Church members who have masturbated until demons sit on the left and on the right. Church members who are wasting their time. You have fallen among thieves that you have fallen among thieves when you left your father's house you left with some sense hey as you came even your clothing your dressing has changed I said even your dressing has changed when you left your father's house you didn't know how to bet but today you are a habitual regular better you are always betting I came to inform you this morning that you have fallen among thieves. <laughs> Are you in the house? Yes. 
Yeah. We are talking and we are laughing, you know, but it's a very serious message to somebody. Now, when this man was moving from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves, the Bible says that they stripped him of his raiment. You see, look, as for thieves, and they are all over the place. How many of you, your mobile phone has been stolen? Or your laptop? Look, look at the number. Your laptop. But when they stole your mobile phone, they left you with your clothing. It's a type of thief who will strip you. It's a type of thief who will make you naked. And some of you, you are naked. As you are sitting here, you are wearing a dress, but you are naked. You are naked. You are exposed. Things that should not be seen are seen. Because of some people around you. Hey! Am I talking to somebody this morning? If you don't look sharp, you'll be walking around the world, displaying your worldly goods before. You see, when they say you are naked, eh, I'm looking for a way to describe it. Somebody who is naked is defenseless. You have no defense. Yeah. You see the person trying to cover things, but it's not really working. Can your two hands cover your nakedness? You don't know which one to cover first, up or down. Yeah. Everything ajar. And you have gone to follow these foolish friends. Nakeding you. Every day you don't have money. Every day. Yeah. You are here as if you are sober. But you know it is not real. That's why I told you that you should allow me to take my time. Take my time on the story. Young lady, you have gone to take pictures. You say, oh, if I send it to him on Snapchat, it will go. <laughs> oh, I know this. You are, oh, please. You see, let me just tell you something. If you are, you see, I have a certain prayer that I pray. I say, Lord, what I need to know, let me know. So, how do I know? I know because God makes a way for me to know. When you took the picture, you said you are sending by Snapchat, and see, which are now I need to inform you that it has not gone. I said, I need to inform you that it has not gone. Yeah. There are people who are called hackers in this world. And they are working. Believe me to be yours truly. Oh, my dear, it's an iPhone. They say that it, uh, it cannot be, it is encrypted. Be there watching me. You should ask the people who at the age of 50 want to become uh, senators or congressmen or mayors and all of a sudden a picture that they took 20 years ago in, in, in college that they thought does not exist has suddenly arrived. When there's a thief in your life, they strip you of your dignity. They strip you of your self-esteem. They strip you of your worth as a human being. When God was creating us, he didn't create us in the image of anything. He created us in his image. And it is from his image that we get ourselves with. But the devil is like somebody who has taken something to scratch out the face of a coin. Every coin has an image on it. 
and you are a coin upon which God stamped his image. And when you fall among the thieves and among those that the devil has planted around you, you become somebody who he has, they have taken something to scratch out the image of Christ in you. And you become a human being who is walking over there. But the truth of the matter is that you have been stripped of your dignity. That's why you need two pounds of makeup to make you look like a human being. Trying vainly and striving to put back on the esteem that has been stripped from you. That's why you have to wear the dress of a harlot. To get, oh yeah, the Bible talks about the dress of a harlot. There's a way of dressing. It belongs to prostitutes. It's in the church also. Because for you to get some small esteem back, you feel that I have to show something on my body so that people will look. Stripped. A few days ago, I saw a young lady I used to know. Beautiful young lady. I used to know her when she was younger. And when I saw her stripped of her beauty, totally stripped. I remember looking. In fact, when she greeted me for a moment, I almost said, is that you? If you hobnob with thieves in a few years, will not know you. Look at how nice you are. And then instead of you to draw closer to God who gave you the dignity, that's why when you see somebody who has lived a useless life and has come to the Lord, you cannot see that uselessness again. Because what happens is that God, he restores the image that he gave you. So when they start to describe their past life, you even wonder that, ah, really? Really? Is it true? It's because of the God in them. Where is the God in you? I'm talking to somebody this morning. I need you to understand that what is doing you is God that you are playing with and you have allowed the devil to strip you of your dignity, of your common sense, of your intelligence. The Bible says that when he fell among the thieves, the thieves wounded him. And this morning I'm talking to young people who are wounded say you are wounded by the divorce of your parents and because you have refused to draw closer to God that wounding is affecting you meanwhile the divorce did you cause it it's not your fault you don't understand me I don't understand really are you there if you leave yourself for the devil what else do you expect and you have done yourself like you are a funky guy just to cover up the wounds that are on the inside of you. You have left yourself for a thief. I'm talking to some young people this morning. Yeah. Hey, me dear, this church said there is saying, I go to church only on Sunday. You go to church only on Sunday, then you spend the other six days with a thief. How will it be well with you? Man, it's going to change plenty. That's why when I started this morning, I said you should ask your neighbor whether they came to any of the days of the convention. And if they didn't, tell them I said they are a fool. 
Mommy says you are a fool. It's not me who says Mommy says you are a fool. I said, tell your neighbor who is sitting there who didn't come for the conversation. Mommy says you are a fool. If you are a shepherd here, you invited somebody, they didn't come, get up from where you are, go to the person and tell the person, Mommy says I should tell you that you are a fool. Because what is doing you, there is no medicine on earth that can cure it. What is doing you, there's no doctor on earth who can sort you out. The thing that is doing you. There is no medicine that we can give you. Mm. Some of you, 10 years from now, you'll be talking to psychiatrists. It's not a case. It's just a natural progression. It's a natural progression. The road you are walking on, the things that you are doing is doing you. That's because they are the only ones who are going to try to get beyond the physical. But when God sent somebody here to come and his spirit was around and his presence was here and he was just sorting people out, the stupidity you kept you in your room. Oh, it's not like that. I was busy. What's busy? What's busy? What's busy? Busy doing what? What is more important than yourself and your state? What is more important? So now that you have stayed, you are here this morning with your problems. You are here with the same sickness that was doing you. Meanwhile, your brother or sister or friend who came has been delivered. We cannot, you, you, you will take your demons to a psychiatrist. They will talk, but you cannot talk out a demon, I'm telling you. Demons can only be driven out by the presence of God. Hey, priest, are you saying that I'm a demon? I'm not saying that I'm a, you are a demon. I'm saying that the demons are around you, upon you. Some of you, they are in you. Why are you insulting me this morning? I'm not insulting you. I'm telling you the truth. Why do you think the way you think? Because demons are your companions. Why do you come to church to watch Facebook on your phone? Because of a singular lack of intelligence and demons that tell you that you don't need to listen. Why do you do it? Why do you do it? Why, oh me, I'm confused. Why are you confused? The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. Every confusion that you have, there's a demon behind it. And when something has been organized to bring you in and to help you, and you stay away, please, oh, it's not, look, the house was full minus you. So that's not the point. Oh, if you had come, I think we would have had a problem with chess. Hmm. But today, I need to tell you the truth. Otherwise, I'm not your pastor. Uh, if, even as I'm standing here, I'm seeing somebody on their phone. For the love of God and the sake of wisdom, just take your phone and put it in your pocket. And don't look at it till we finish the service. Yeah. You are not that important. And for once in your life, listen to something that will help you. Hmm. Me, I'm looking for money. Look for money. By the time we are, we are catching, just look for money. When you find it, you will discover that it cannot buy you health. That's what you, you will discover it cannot buy you a good wife or a good husband. You will discover it cannot buy you children with sense. Yeah. Yeah. Chase your money. Chase it. Yeah. Because some of you, you are the reason why you are like that, you are admiring the wrong thing. 
take a good look at your lectures. Take a good look. Don't just look at the doctor before the name of the prof. Go a little further. Look at their life and see whether it's a life you want. 52-year-old man, you are chasing small girls with your pennies hanging out like a goat. I didn't call your name, so you cannot bore. And they are the ones who will tell you, we don't understand why you are going to church. You are going to church too much. And what is this? Don't know, go and visit. And you are an idiot and you are listening. Look at their life and see whether it's the life you want. Don't be fooled by the size of the car. By the way, without going the same way, I have the same car. By the way, in my house, there are three cars. One is a cruiser. The other is a current luxury Nissan and the third is a Venza. Don't even start. Don't even start. Not by following foolishness, following foolishness, by following God. Yeah. Yeah. Let him who has gone to the battle and come back and remove their armor. Let them talk. What, what battle have you gone? Uh-huh. No, no, no. I'm just using my life to tell you something. Battle of school. I've told you where I've gone. Battle of husband, I don't need to say much. Battle of children, I don't need to say much. Battle of life, it is there for you to see. Go and look well and see whether what you are admiring is the correct thing. An ungodly man is advising you and you, child of God, you are buying it. You are fallen among thieves. They will strip you. Of your raiment, of your dignity, of your of your of your common sense, of the beauty that God gave you. So many of you young ladies, you are walking around saying, I'm not beautiful. It's not that you are not beautiful, it's God you have not found. Oh yes, when you find him, however you look, there's a glory he adds. That's why it's not the most beautiful people who marry. No, no, at all. Some people cry, you even look. In fact, my husband always tells the story of their, their teacher B when he was in his secondary school. He said the man was a very bad stammerer. One holiday they went home, when they came back, said the man had married some beautiful wife. And as boys, they wondered, how did he even talk? <laughs> ha! Tell your neighbor that, but when God is with you, even when you don't have the voice, when you cannot talk, he will send you an Aaron to talk for you. Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! Oh yes! You may have the shape of a malt bottle, but by the time God is done with that malt bottle, by the time he has poured the glory on it, a Coca-Cola bottle cannot stand beside a malt bottle. Oh, come on! Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You may have hair that looks like a rag. But by the time God is done with that hair that looks like a rag and has poured his glory upon it. Oh. Oh. I'm talking to somebody. You have fallen among thieves. You have fallen among thieves. 
when the man was half dead, they left him. The reason why those friends are still there is because you still have some life for them to suck away. They are still there because there's still something they can draw away from you. That's why they are still there. But when they are finished with you, they will leave you there half dead. I was telling the Saturday night service, faith secret service, I was telling them yesterday about somebody who calls my husband every week. 60-something-year-old man, his classmate, half dead. He has to call classmates for food to eat. <laughs> when you see it, he was on the same journey as you. The school that he went to makes it clear that he didn't lack intelligence. It's before the days of computer placement. So it's your head that got you into school. Nowadays, nowadays the fact that you went to a good school doesn't mean anything. But in our days, it meant that a good head got you there. So he went to a good school, but today, he must call people to get money to feed himself. Because when they are done with you, they leave you half dead. And that is why when you come to this church, we talk to you about Christ. What have we taken from you? Hmm. What have we taken from you? What beast have we added to your life? Yeah, but me, I see, this is the Abbasenta leader thing, this thing that they say that you have to work for me. I don't have time. You don't have time for God. You will have time for the devil. Don't worry. Oh, the Bible says the things that the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice it to devils. A sacrifice there will be. Look at it. First Corinthians 10 20. As for sacrificing, you will sacrifice. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. Make your decision who you will sacrifice for. Eh? Because I sacrifice there, there will be. There will be. And it's not like that, you see. It's just uh, we have to do a lot of learning. You see, my course. Don't bring your cause to come and wash our faces. Maybe in your village church when you go home, you can wash their face that because you are a something-something student. But look, every cause on earth, we have some. Every cause, we have some. Who are serving God and doing their cause, we have some. <laughs> the TS2 are here. Mm. Lectures cry in the church. So we, we don't even understand what you are saying. Tell your neighbor, we don't understand your language. We don't understand what you are saying. We don't understand it. Mm. We don't even in this young people's service now we are starting to have people who are married some have children they are in the church so we don't understand what you are saying hey oh yeah oh yeah when I was a mom I had three children I was going to church with them nowadays I have church members one child two children they don't even know what they are doing in life oh today be today tell your neighbor say today be today but you see, because so many of you, you are wounded. That's why you think how you think. You see, a wound, a wound changes things. Most of you had your bath this morning. Maybe not all, but most. And when there is no wound, you just stand and have your bath. There is no drama. But when you have a wound, a friend of mine fell down outside her house yesterday and broke her arm. No, her bath will change this morning. 
Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Normal, when you are not wounded, this hand will bath here, this hand will bath here, no problem. But this, my friend, today, if she doesn't call her husband to bath the other side, one half of her body will not bath. The part that this hand does, it will not bath. Are you there? And when you are wounded, there are things in your life that become strange. You begin to see the whole world as if you are looking through colored glasses. And that's why even when the preaching is coming, you become angry. The preaching that has come to help you become offended. It's because you are wounded. Eh, it's me that they are talking about. Look at that. Look at the number of people here. Have <laughs> you just look at that? How, why do you think it's you that we are talking about? The truth is, even as I'm standing, I can't even see you. Yeah. That's why you sit at the back, I know. But I thank God that I can see you, but I know somebody who can see you. And not only does he see you, he sees beyond what is obvious on the outside. And that's why as I'm preaching, I'm preaching with full confidence. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Am I talking to somebody this morning? This man fell among thieves. And when they were done with him, stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, and then they left him. They departed. After they spent all your money, they leave you. When you are now owing, they are coming for their debt. Verse 31. I'm only going to make two points this morning. By chance, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Verse 32. Likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Some of you ask, why is it that hey, you people, you are the only people every day you come and disturb people because we are not priests and Levites to cross the road and leave you lying there. But a certain Samaritan, tell your neighbor, a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Now, the Jews and the Samaritans were not friends. They didn't have anything in common. They didn't talk together. So if anybody should have passed by, it was the Samaritan. The Samaritan should have just left. If anyone should have helped the man, it should have been the priest who was from where the man was from. Or the Levite who was from where the man was from. And some of you come to us and you tell us that, hey, but this is not my church because I'm coming from my mother church. Where are they? Where did they come and call you? Did they come and call you to church this morning? Where you arrived here, did they give you a call? No, allow me to talk. Allow me to talk. When you were sick, who did you call? We finished church one Tuesday. Got home, 10 something. Then somebody. You left here, you say you are going to your mother church. She fell ill. She was really, and she called her former shepherd who was in this church. Please, I'm not well. Come and take me to the hospital. And the shepherd called another person. They went to pick her. And when I heard of it, I said, Why didn't she call her mother church? Why didn't she call her mother church? And behind you here saying that, but it's true. It's true. I don't have any quarrel with any church. I mean to have a mother church. Maybe I should go back. Because God brought you here for a season and for something. 
stop that rough there. There are some of you who are here because God is training you so that when you are done, you go back where you came from and make a difference there. Yes. There are some of you who are also here because he has taken you out of where you used to be. I was somewhere and he took me out. Are you in the house or are you not? If he had not taken me out, you would also not have been here. By this time, they would have made a floor rag out of you. That's why this church is placed exactly where it is. Exactly where it is. Oh yeah. Why are you fighting with him? Sometimes help comes to you from a place that you didn't expect. We expected the priest to help. We expected the Levite to help. It was the Samaritan who helped. It was the one who is supposed to even be your enemy. Tell him I'm not supposed to be your friend. If I, just take my age and yours. Just, 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 just take my age. Some of you text me and I chat with you. One hour cry, we are chatting. We've talked about home. We've talked about school. We talk about your issues. Do I look like your classmate? I said, do I look like your classmate? I'm a Samaritan. That's all. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because maybe in your life, there's no priest or Levite helping you. So God sent us your way to sort you out. And I will, mommy, catch it. Some of you, you are waiting for the mission to pass. Then you have made your plans. You are going to report week. This year, I will face you with my prayers. Yes. I had made a plan. I was going to go with Katans and other guys. They were coming to the report hall week. But I suddenly remembered that the angels of God are far more effective than you can ever be. You've made your plans to go. Go. When you finish, you will have a visitation of demons. Yes. Every demon you pick up there, you will see it like... Lord, I ask you to send angels with whips. Beat them. Beat out the spirit of foolishness. Young man, what are you doing on your phone when I'm preaching? Just look at that one. Look at that one. Look at him. What are you doing on your phone? Put it in your pocket. Yeah, you are the one I'm talking. I said put it in your pocket. Don't come to my church and insult me here. Anybody who is sitting by you on the phone, tell them to put their phone in their pocket. If I see it, trouble will come. Ah, few minutes you are coming to listen to the word of God, you cannot listen. Foolish boy. Come and see me after church and become my friend, foolish boy. Ah. <laughs> Talk to your neighbor, tell, put it in your pocket. Hey. A Samaritan is talking to you, you have removed your phone from your pocket. The Bible says that the Samaritan had compassion on him. Compassion is a certain something. Many of you, when I look at you, something does my heart. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's why I'm sharing this message with you this morning. Because I believe that you can have a better life. I have believed God. You see, I was an unbeliever on campus. Like you. Mm. Are you there? It is only when I found Christ that I realized that how I wish I had known him when I was on campus. 10 o'clock on a Friday night, we're going to dance somewhere. By the grace of God, I was very ugly. It was only the, the only thing that preserved me from the young men. Oh, it's true. All my friends will have young men coming for them. I wouldn't, but I'll go anyway. After all, my classmates, they were 50-something boys. So by all means, I'll meet somebody there. We'll just have a good time. <laughs> the church is very quiet. On top of that, I was taller than most of the guys in my class. Yeah. I know what it is to be there and feel that you are very ugly and nobody likes you. But God liked me. So, but God liked me. Jesus shed his blood for me. He gave himself for me. One day I realized that ah, I'm also worth something. I used to have very nice, petite friends. The type that the guys clustered around like flies. And it's like, you dear. <laughs> ah, the church is quiet. <laughs> Are you in the church? But I also met Jesus. And this morning I present to you Jesus. Somebody who God has sent to have compassion on you. I would advise you not to give him just half your life. But to give him everything. When you give him half, you don't experience anything. When you give him all, you experience so many things. Are you in the church? I said, are you in the church? This morning, he's coming to restore some people's image. Yeah. And you see, your friends outside don't know your poor image of yourself. But you know. And that is what he's coming to change this morning. If you will allow him. If you what? Allow him. Yeah. Young man, you are saying, but you are media. You are not thick tall. You are very short. You are very small. You have not seen small people who have a presence more than any TikTok person. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because of an aura that God gives them. Mm. Push your neighbor if he's a shortish young man. Tell him that they are talking to you. They are talking to you. Yeah. Are you in the house? A very powerful bishop that I know. In fact, we have about two, three, four. I'm thinking, I can think of four very short bishops. But Charlie, presence, hey. presence. One is you of his father. Ah, but you of your father. He's a very powerful man. Yes, very powerful man. You should see his church. Very very powerful man. Yeah, it's a powerful church, is it not? Very powerful. Yeah, another very short man, Tamale North Bishop Frank. I was at a conference he, when he started preaching. Charlie. Because the image of God made, you don't see the high temple. Only when they want to tease themselves. There are two bishops, Bishop his father and Bishop Steve. They are competing for who is the shortest. <laughs> Look, 
They are so powerful that Bishop Steve was moved from a very powerful church and told to go to a village and build a church there. And he built it. And when he finished, his first Sunday, we were watching, 600 people had gathered there. And we called him. He's my husband's friend. So we asked him that, oh, did you bring people from your... He said, oh, how? The 600 were all from the new area. All from the new area. This man, his father was in Tema. They moved him from Tema to Dawenya. Somebody will be crying that what is in Dawenya? Come on, go and see. The glory of God has, you see, he makes up for everything. He has made up for my oversize and over height. Are you in the church? Yeah. In fact, I never knew that I would need it to intimidate men of God. Anyway, don't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> the work that I do now, I go into different churches and different ministries that I have to go in, and I wonder how I would have done it if I was a little, yeah, if I was smaller. When I arrive there, my face is straight. You can't tell me you not open the door for me to see your pastor. Hey. As I've come, as I've come, and I said, go and tell your pastor that Reverend Dr. Joy wants to see him. How? You open. Yes. I'll send a message. The lady bishop, one of Bishop Doug's lady bishops is coming to see you. Hey. Open. Open. Hmm. I never knew that God will use my weakness to help me. Yeah. But that's God. This morning he's here. And this morning he's here to, to just correct your image of yourself. To just sort you out. Some of the things you are doing is your bad image of yourself that's making you do it. You are betting because you feel that if you have money, then people will mind you. He can give you more money than... Oh, yeah. God has given me things that I'm even struggling to keep them. Hmm. I'm trying to sell off some so that I can take care of the rest. Hmm. Push your neighbor and say, hmm, it's fine protocol that will allow me to tell you, but yeah. He'll do the same for you. You don't need to bet. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need to bear your legs for the guys to like you. You don't need to display your breast for them to like you. You don't need to spend all the money you are spending to look nice at this age. You don't need it. You don't need it. I'm talking to some people this morning, oh. You don't need a man, a pot-bellied man to look after you. Oh. God will send you a proper human being. God will send you what? A proper, yes. He may not look impressive, but you just watch God. You just watch God. Are you in the church? As I'm standing here, I'm celebrating 35 years of marriage. Yeah. You see, it's not... And it's not the number of years, oh. Because some people, they've been married 40 years. They don't have a life together. But we are friends. We talk, we chat, we laugh. We choke each other, we argue, we do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, at the end of 35 years, we are like, Charlie, this Christmas, where are we going? Hey. We have released our children to go and be missionaries in places. Should we not go and visit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Recently, we were just telling the ones in Madagascar, you people, the one who would do the strongest propaganda is the one who will go and visit. 
The Gambians are so far reigning. They are the reigning champions. He said, who are the Gambians? I have a son who is, in fact, he started a church yesterday. Yeah. First service, 26 people. Oh, he's too powerful. And they are campaigning against the mother. The other two are in Madagascar. One in the north of Madagascar, the other in the south of Madagascar. And they are campaigning. This Christmas, we have to see you. And one is saying that I, right now, I am the one with the grandchildren, so come here. Hey, it's nice. That's the life God has given to us. Yeah, things money cannot buy. But he can give you more. I want you to stand on your feet this morning. This morning, I'm ministering to some children who are broken. Who are broken. You are doing certain things because somebody has told you you only matter when you have something. I want to tell you that you were made in the image of God. There is no lack in the image of God. This morning, I want you to start to talk to him. He's restoring something. Somebody, it was a relationship that broke and you never saw yourself the same again. This morning, he's restoring. Somebody, a young lady has so disappointed you, made you doubt yourself. This morning, he's healing that one. Somebody, the semester has been so rough. You only eat when your friends eat. And you're wondering, am I in the right place? You are in the right place. Allow him to minister to you this morning. Allow him to minister to you this morning. Allow him to, to correct your mind. In his mercy, he's reminding you, you are made in his image. You are made in his image. Talk to him for a few minutes. Just continue talking to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes. I want you to know that God has given you a place to belong to. Yes. You don't need those friends anymore. Yes. Step out of that place. We may not be perfect, but we do have God in the presence of God. Talk to him. I stand amazed. In the presence of Jesus, the Nazareth. And I wonder, and I wonder how he could love me. A sinner condemned and unclean. Take it from the beginning. Oh, I stand amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. amazed in, in the presence of Jesus. Don't, don't drag it. I don't know about you, but I wonder how Jesus could love 
this morning, I want you to sense the love that he has for you. A sinner condemned and unclean. Come on, lift your voice this morning and say, How marvelous! How marvelous! it one more time and as they sing it I wanted to minister to you the song says that I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus if you look at yourself you and I we can see that we don't match up what kind of love is this what kind of love is this one of the things that amazed me about the love of Jesus was that I didn't have to pay for it one of the things that amazed me about his love was that he rather took away the things that worried me and made something out of me. And this morning he's here to do the same for you. I've talked at length and described different issues. Somebody you are carrying your burdens by yourself and that's why you feel the way that you do. But this morning I'm talking and I'm drawing your attention to Jesus of Nazareth. The one whose love is so amazing. He doesn't ask you to bring him anything. After all, what do we have? Oh, sing it one more time for me. I stand amazed in the presence. I stand amazed oh, yes. in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. Of Jesus the Nazarene. And I wonder how he could love me. Condemned and clean. Oh, I invite you this morning to his marvelous love, his wonderful love. Oh, how marvelous! How wonderful! Oh, shall ever be. Marvelous, wonderful love of Jesus. This morning I invite you 
to the unconditional love. When I found Jesus, I was kneeling at the side of my bed. My life as I knew it was not hanging together. And I prayed and I said, Lord, if the nothing that I am is of use to you, then please, I give you my life. So many years has passed. He has made something out of it. Something out of my nothing. This morning you are here, you know yourself that you need to meet this Jesus. Maybe you are even in church often, but you have not had an encounter with him. This morning I'm inviting you to receive into your heart that same Jesus. Leave the words of the song there. I'm inviting you to the amazing one, the one who he just washes it away. You can't pay for it. If you want to give your life to Jesus, let me see your right hand in the air. You want to give your life to Jesus. Let me see your hand. Let me see it. Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Don't let pride keep you. Yes. That's it. That's it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I want you to come to me. I want to pray with you. Just come. I want to invite you to the sweet love of Jesus. Come to me this morning. Come to me this morning. That's the first group. I'm also talking to some people. Come to me, my dear. You are here, but you, you have given your life before, but it's just that right now you are not sure of your state. God bless you. Come. You have given your life to him before, but right now the picture is discolored. You're not sure where you stand. Also join them and come. Just come. Just come. Just come. I'm inviting you back to him. Somebody, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. It's because of you we came to church this morning. Just come. You are standing and saying, should I go? Should I not go? It's a sign that you should come. Just come. I'm also talking to somebody. You were so much closer to the Lord some time ago. You're not sure what happened. But right now, like everything is dead. Just come. Don't worry about it. Just come. He doesn't charge you. He will just refresh and renew everything. Just come. Just come. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just step out and come. This morning, I'm taking my time. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Somebody, you are disappointed at how it has gone. You feel that, Lord, should have been different, should have been better. Don't spend time worrying about it. Just come. Let us come and refresh that commitment to him. Just come. Just come. Somebody, you say, I was born in a Christian home. Doesn't matter. God does not have grandchildren. He has only children. So you need to give your life to him. Just come. You are struggling. Things are battling with you. Step out and come. Just come. 
oh my friends know me don't worry about your friends this morning this morning is Jesus who's calling you says come somebody you've gone through so many things your image of God you're not seeing yourself like that anymore just come just come oh yes just come just come Jesus is waiting for you he's waiting for you he's waiting for you to renew that life with him somebody you are saying when I was nine years old when I was ten years old I was so much on fire but right now it's not like that just come just come you lost something along the way no problem just come he doesn't have a problem with you I also don't have a problem with you just come today we're going to speak to him we're going to speak to him today a certain reviving of love for God is coming yeah yeah oh yeah I'm talking to somebody you work for the Lord you work but you have lost him you are working but you have lost him don't let pride keep you away just come just come yeah just come just come just come you saying that Lord I've been working but I've lost you in it I've lost you I don't even know who I am anymore just come just come oh yeah just come this morning there's a harvest in this house creating excitement in heaven oh yeah the Bible says a certain woman she had 10 coins and one got lost she searched until she found one you are that one you are that one just join them and then we're going to pray join them and then we're going to pray and those of you who are leaders who are renewing your faith you will not join this line you'll come and see me after church and we'll talk together all of you in front lift up your hands this morning oh yeah I want to see you to see yourself talking to Jesus. I want you to see yourself talking directly to him. Make this prayer your own. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Wash me. Cleanse me. Fill me with your presence. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. Renew my joy in you. Restore my, the image of you in me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I lift each one standing here before you into your presence. Thank you for receiving them. Thank you for giving some a second chance, some a third chance, some a fourth chance, some a fresh chance altogether. Lord, let their encounter with you be real. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-F. God richly bless you.